to uh, this morning. And uh, let me read this uh, card from uh, Austin uh, this morning. Thank you for the graduation gifts and the constant support from each and every one of you guys. You guys will always have a special spot uh, in my heart. You watched me become a man from a nine-pound infant. He was fat. Nine-pound infant to a six-foot-three kid. I can't be more grateful to find an amazing church with an amazing church family. I love Austin Salter, and uh, so uh, uh, we're proud of him and uh, what he's accomplished and uh, praying for him, what God will be doing with him in the future. Pray for John Sauls. Uh, I know we've been uh, uh, praying, uh, praying for him. We mentioned him uh, uh, on a couple of occasions, uh, uh, but uh, do pray for him. They had to move him uh, to Emory, and um, uh, uh, prognosis not... Uh, not real good, and uh, so uh, remember, uh, Brother Sauls uh, to the Lord in prayer. S A U L S is his last name, and uh, I know he and his family would appreciate uh, your prayers. Uh, your prayers for them. Thank you for your prayers for um, uh, for Wendy. We go tomorrow uh, for a follow up uh, uh, appointment, uh, and uh, she. Uh, made uh, a lot of improvements while in the hospital since she's been home. She's been uh, about about the same. Uh, the the severe um, the severe spinning and dizziness have gone away, uh, but uh, she's real she's real groggy and uh, her head is uh, real swimmy and she's just real real weak. And so uh, we're hoping to go tomorrow. And um, the doctor said that we would need to. <clears throat> if it didn't go away, need to follow up with a um, ear, nose, and throat uh, doctor. And uh, so she, so we, of course, you can't just go do that. You have to go see the other doctors so they can get their pound of flesh before you go over to the other doctor. And so, um, uh, so pray we can get some results tomorrow, and then uh, if need be, go to um, uh, go to. Uh, an ear, nose, and throat specialist, and uh, get some get some resolution um, uh, with what she is uh, she has been going through. And um, somebody had said to me, actually, her mother, my mother in law, said to me, she said this. I read the solution, and the solution to what Wendy has is to do somersaults. I said two things. One, when you get her to do it, make sure I am not there. And two, record it because we are funniest home videos for sure. And so I don't believe she's going to be doing any flips anytime soon. Uh, but um, uh, we are doing some procedures um, where uh, therapy uh, to try to get everything back uh, uh, aligned. And uh, just pray that begins to uh, begins to work. At some point, it just gets frustrating when you can't, I mean, just can't hardly do anything and uh, can't hardly get around. And so um, thank you, though, for your prayers uh, and um, uh, your calls and all uh, texts and all that. I, we really do appreciate it. And um, we're always able to answer or text back or whatever, but thank you for those. And uh, they really do mean uh, a lot. Uh, to us and our family. John chapter number 8 this morning. Let uh, 
Freedom Ring. Of course, this is 4th of July weekend, and we celebrate on the 4th of July weekend, we celebrate our independence and our freedom that we have in in our in our in our country, I've said, this is not this is not Fourth of July weekend. That's that that's a whole month from now. No, none of you reacted except for Miss Isaiah. That's the only way I knew that this was not actually the Fourth of July weekend. Um, anyways, uh, this is uh, the Fourth of June weekend, and uh, so it, whatever. Uh, but uh, John eight uh, does speak of. Uh, the freedoms, so the freedom of the 4th of July uh, doesn't pertain right now, but the freedom we have in, in, listen, I've been in the hospital for three days, okay? <laughs> Give me a small break, and um, y'all, y'all go home and laugh. Y'all go home and laugh later. Right, yeah, my series will probably last until July 4th. But, um, but anyways, uh, it'll, it'll, be, it'll pertain then. Uh, but it doesn't matter because what I'm talking about is going to pertain to all of us. John chapter number 8. Freedom is what we are going to be talking about. And uh, I was just excited to relate that freedom to the freedom of 4th of July. However, in a month, we're going to celebrate the 4th of July weekend. Okay, And uh, we celebrate that, obviously, uh, for the freedoms that we have uh, in our country. And really, more than ever before... It seems like um, the, we need to be reminded of the freedoms that we do have because of the freedoms that we are starting to lose in our country. And uh, when, you know, sometimes you have to think about this. You've heard this statement before. Uh, you've probably experienced it in your life. You really don't know what you have until you've lost it or until what you have is gone. And sometimes... Uh, that's true with relationships, uh, uh, when uh, somebody passes on to heaven, or uh, that's true with things that you've had all your life and you've lost them, and uh, you know stuff like that in our lives. Uh, freedom is one of those things. Freedom is a thing that uh, we don't know how blessed we are until we lose uh, the freedom, um, uh, the freedoms that we have to do. Uh, the things that we want to do. You know, once upon a time, this country was founded uh, on freedom. It was founded on freedom. Matter of fact, I, I, even, I even pulled some stuff out uh, uh, pertaining to freedom, which pertains to the sermon, which does not pertain to the 4th of July. But anyways, uh, John Adams said this. I, I love this statement. In defense of the Declaration of Independence... Uh, quote, Sir, before God, I believe the hour has come. My judgment approves this measure, and my whole heart is in it. All that I have and all that I am and all that I hope in this life, I am now ready here to stake upon it. And I leave off as I begin that live or die... Survive or perish, I am for the declaration. It is my living sentiment, and by blessing of God, it shall be my dying sentiment. Independence now, and independence forever. 
wow, what a powerful statement from who would become a president of the United States. Matter of fact, his son would also become uh, a president of the United States. And uh, what is he saying? He's saying, live or die, I am for freedom. I am for freedom. You know, throughout uh, the generations and throughout uh, uh, the centuries, people have given uh, their lives for the freedom that we enjoy. The freedom to get up and speak our mind. The freedom to get up and even say stupid things. I'm beginning to think that people are getting dumber and not smarter in our world today. I'm just, I'm just absolutely convinced of it. And you, you see it over and over and over. And people get up and they, and they say something and, and you know that's something wrong. But guess what? They have the freedom... To say it. You have the freedom to disagree. You have the freedom to disagree with even the, the President of the United States. You have the freedom to disagree with fellow, uh, uh, fellow Americans. And we have the right to, to picket. And we have the right to protest. And we have the right to hold up signs. Even if those signs are dumb and don't make any sense. We have the right to do that. Do you remember years ago, it's been quite a few years ago now, uh, the Jehovah's Witness went to court. And uh, they went to court and they were, being, uh, they were being sued for going for, from house to house and knocking on doors. And, uh, and, and basically lawsuits saying that they were being a nuisance and they were trying to put a stop to it. Let me tell you something. I never in my life have I ever been more for the Jehovah's Witness than during that time. You said, do what? Can, can, I, can I tell you, if they lost their freedom to go from door to door, you're going to lose your freedom to go to door to door. Well, I don't go door to door. Yeah, but guess what? The next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. It only starts, uh, you know, they say, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, right? Isn't that how we lose our freedoms? Just, just one law at a time. One thing at a time. One small issue at a time. And here's our unfortunate thing. Here's the unfortunate thing. The unfortunate thing is not the world. The unfortunate thing is the church. The church has sat on its hands for too long. The church has kept its mouth shut for too long. You see, we have as much freedoms in America as everybody else does. You see, you can say anything you want if it's stupid. But if you say something and it's Christian, then, whoa, wait a minute, that's offensive. Now, that's not how that works. You see, we have freedom uh, to be able to get up and speak. Our problem is, as Christians, as believers, we have, we have uh, put those freedoms to the side. And we don't... We don't speak up for Christ anymore. We don't speak up for the Bible. I'm not saying nobody does. I'm just saying by and far we just don't do it anymore. Matter of fact, if you'll pay attention, the church, and I'm talking about churches in general, have fallen in line with the world, more with the world than with Christ. The things that are happening in the world are happening in, in the church now. And they're very prevalent in the church now. 
Do you know that over 50% of every marriage ends in divorce? That's true in the world. Do you know that that didn't used to be true in the church? It's now caught up. The church has caught up with the world. So every uh, 50% or over 50% of every marriage, whether it's in the world or the church, ends in divorce. Do you know, we used to stand up and say, hey, wait a minute. Marriage is between one man and one woman. A husband and a wife. A male and a female. And now, my goodness, that's almost hate speech to get up and preach that anymore. Now you've got transgender. Now you've got... Uh, it's offensive to put a, 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 a sign up on a bathroom that says that this bathroom's for male and this bathroom's for female. And in the world, you shake your head and think, oh my goodness, but in the church, you just want to weep because it's happening in the church. We are now ordaining homosexuals. We are now uh, or, or, uh, marrying uh, homosexuals in the church. We're doing all these things contrary to the Word of God because we've become more like the world. And here's the reason why we're afraid. We're scared. We're scared to stand up and say, wait a minute, that's wrong. We're afraid to stand up and say, hey, wait, whoa, 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 the Bible says. This is thus saith the Lord. By the way, the founding fathers and those that have died for our country to give us freedoms have given you the freedom to stand up and speak against those things. But there's a far more important freedom than the freedom that we enjoy in our country. As an 18-year-old young man, I, I, I joined the military and uh, uh, went uh, overseas. It was, it was uh, stationed in, in, in the Red Sea doing boarding ops for, uh, uh, for six months. And, and uh, I, I, I'm proud to have served my country and uh, would do it again. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the country that, you know, sometimes I'll get up and I'll say, look, and our, our country's heading in the wrong direction. And, and it is. And, uh, but I'll tell you, there's no place that I'd rather live than in the United States of America. I'm proud to be an American, and I'm proud of our country. I'm proud of our founding. I'm proud to be an American. Don't, so don't, don't misunderstand me. Uh, I, I love our country. But there's something that's more important than the freedom that we enjoy in this country because those freedoms can go away. I don't know if you, if, if you understand that concept or not, but we have these freedoms, but we can also lose these freedoms. There could come a day, I don't know, uh, but there could come a day where uh, they come in and, and shut down the church and say, listen, you can't preach the word of God anymore. If you think that that can't happen, look around the world. Look at history. Many places, many countries, many people groups that once had their freedoms no longer have those freedoms. And many of them live in government states. 
I mean, literally, communism and socialism. And, and I can tell you there's a larger-than-should-be group that think that our country should be socialistic. Let me go on record to say brain dead. Have you seen socialism? Have you witnessed it? Freedom's gone. Freedom's gone. And so we can lose those freedoms. Now, my question is, I, I, really, do have, I really do have this question, is what are we going to do when that happens? Where are we going to stand when that happens? You see, throughout the centuries and throughout the generations, people have died for standing for freedom. But you'll never stand for what's right. You'll never stand for what's holy. You'll never stand for what's godly. You'll never stand for what's biblical until you have been freed in Jesus Christ. That's the freedom that we see here in John chapter number 8. That's the freedom that every single person must enjoy. And every single person God has provided this freedom for if they'll accept Him. John chapter 8, verse 30. As He spake these words, many believed on Him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on Him, If ye continue in My word, then are ye My disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered Him, We we be Abraham's seed. And we're never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? We don't need to be made free. We're already free in Abraham, is what they're saying. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. By the way, your father, he wasn't talking about Abraham. He's talking about your, your father. You are You are lost and you are undone. You have not been set free. What do we need in our country? What do we need in our world? We need to be set free. We need to be set free in Jesus Christ. If you are lost, if you uh, don't know Christ as your Savior, then you might think you're free. But you ultimately are in bondage in your life even now. I wish I could, I wish I could stand and say that, that if you just do the best you can, then, then, then everything's going to be okay. But it's just not biblical. And it's just not true. I wish I could say if you just join the church, if you just, just get baptized... Just be confirmed. If you'll just do these things, these things, if they're with good intentions, you'll be okay. But that's not biblical. 
So when we preach, when we teach, when we speak, we are obligated, we are responsible to the Word of God. This is what God says. If my son, I'll give you, a, I'll give you an example. We were in the hospital and we get paid once a month. So at the beginning of the month, uh, we get our check and we go put our check in. Well, at our bank, it has to be overridden and all this other stuff because, because it's only a once a month check and it, it's a paycheck. And so they override, if they don't override it, five-day wait. Well, we get paid at the beginning of the month. At the end of the month, we broke. So we can't wait five days. And so we're in the hospital, and I said, Kyle, I need you to go to the bank, and I need you to be my representative. I want you to go with this check, and this is what I want you to say. Now, I gave him those instructions, gave him the check. I did not want him to go into the bank and ad lib. I didn't want him to go down to the bank and say, yeah, I'll just wing it. I want him to go down to the bank and tell them exactly what I said. To tell these people, which of course they know who, who Kyle is. Matter of fact, they asked how his, how his mama was doing because they know who his mom. Small town USA, right? But, but my point is, go down there. This is what I need you to say. This is what I need you to do because I don't need there to be any misunderstanding. I don't need there to be any mistake where I have to call and I have to tell them and they have to override and they have to do all this stuff because you decided to say something different than what I said. So what do you do? He went down there, said exactly what I said, check went in, no problems. Listen, God has given us his word. He's given us his instructions. It's called the Bible, 66 books of the Bible, Old New Testament. And he says, listen, this is what I want you to say. This is what salvation is. This is what freedom is. I don't need you, God speaking, I don't need you to ad lib. I don't need you to make it up as you go. And I don't need you to interpret it the way you think. What I need you to do is preach and teach and speak, thus saith the Lord. This is what I say. Do you remember in the Old Testament? Do you remember people like Isaiah and Jeremiah and people like Jonah and Micah and Nahum? You know who the... You know who those people were? Those aren't just Bible. Those aren't just uh, Bible names, books of the Bible. They're prophets, major and minor prophets you see in the Bible. By the way, major and minor doesn't mean Isaiah was more important than Nahum. Major means Isaiah was a bigger book than Nahum was. That's minor, Nahum, major, Isaiah. But here's the point. God said, okay, this is what I need you to tell the people. X, Y, Z. They, did, they got the message. Their, their message wasn't to say, okay, God said X, Y, Z, so let me sit down and calculate this and change a few things, and now I'm going to tell the people ABC. 
no, 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 no. I want you to tell them X, Y, Z. This is what I want you to tell them. By the way, there were repercussions for not doing what God told them to do. Remember Jonah? He didn't decide to reinterpret the message. He just decided not to give the message at all. But you know why he decided not to give it in the, the, the message? is because of his interpretation. He knew that if he gave that message, that God would show mercy and those people would be saved. He hated those people, so he wasn't going to give the message. Jonah didn't have that right. He was a prophet from God. His job was to give the message that was given by God himself. Today, we have God's message. Well, without excuse. There's no reason for you to be wrong biblically. None. We have God's word. We have what God says in his word. Well, there's some things that we don't know, preacher. You're right. Isn't it amazing that we focus on the things that we don't know? And there's so many things in there that we can know and we should know. The Bible says that we're to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. So where's that answer found? It's found in the Word of God. That's where the answer's found. And so we're to give this message from God, from His Word. It's God's Word, not man's Word. We need the freedom that's found in Jesus Christ. Every single person in this world. I don't care if they are Jew, if they are Gentile. I don't care if they're from the United States or for some other country. I don't care if they're a good person uh, uh, morally or a corrupt person. I don't care if they're free or in prison. Every single person, every single man, every single woman need the freedom found in Christ. Why? Why do we need freedom? Why can't we just be good enough? Why can't we just work really hard? Why Why can't we just join a church? You don't understand, preacher. I come to church every time the doors are open. When that that offering plate is passed, I, I put my offering in. I'm a good person. VBS comes around. I volunteer. I mean, I help in Sunday school. I help in, I, I help in the nursery. I, I, I do this and I do that. And I, 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 I. Therein is the problem. You know why we need freedom? Because we're enslaved. And those that are enslaved need to be set free. And you can't set yourself free. You need to be set free. And there's only one that can set us free. There's only one that can make us free. And that is Jesus Christ. Because of the bondage that we're in. He said, they said, listen, we don't need freedom. We're already free. We're of Abraham's seed. You know what they're saying? They're saying the same thing we say today. No, 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 no. You don't understand I'm the exception. I'm the exception. Isn't that just like people? I'm the exception. Go into, go into, go into any store. I, I, I just love to observe people. This door says enter. This door says exit. 
just take the signs down. This doesn't matter. They are going to go in the exit. Matter of fact, it, it used to be, I think they've changed it, it used to be at Lowe's you couldn't even get in the exit. And I've seen people walk up and stand there. Have you, have you watched them? Then the, you, are you kidding? They're not going to walk the, the, the 45 steps to go over the entrance. They're going to stand here until somebody comes out, and then they're going to go in. Why? Because that exit is for somebody else. That's, that's, that's not for me. I'm, I'm the exception. Take, you take, I mean, absolutely take anything. Go ahead and put up a sign that says, wet paint, don't touch. You don't even have to paint. Just put wet paint, don't touch, and put a camera up. I mean, you'll have entertainment for weeks. There's people going to go up and they're, they're going to touch it. Put up some rope. You know what people are going to do? They're going to step over it. They're going to go around it. They're going to go under it. Listen, some of y'all are laughing because you've done it. We all have at one point, right? Why? Because that rope is there for everybody but me. And that's what Abraham, the, the seed here is saying. They're saying, listen, we're the exception. You go preach this stuff to somebody else. We don't need it. We're the exception. We're of Abraham's seed. You don't understand, preacher. We're, we're the United States of America. Like, like we're the only country in the world. Sometimes that's the way we act. Hey, Justin, God has blessed America. Has God blessed America? You better believe he has. You better believe he has. And that's why it's such a shame to see our country going in the wrong direction. Because God has so blessed America. But America is an exception. But you don't get it, preacher. I live in the South. Zippity-doo-dah, you have good fried chicken and sweet tea. I'm glad for it. I'm with you. But just because you live in the South don't mean you get a pass. I tell my children that all the time. Listen, you don't. Just because you're a preacher's kid doesn't mean you get a pass. We are all born in sin. We're all sinners. We've all fallen short. We are all in bondage. And you are either saved and know Christ is your Savior and your Father is God. Or you are lost without Christ, and your father is the devil. Now, that hurts people's feelings, but that's the bottom line, and that's the truth. There's no middle ground. We're not all God. We're all God's children. I don't know where, we, where in the world we got that from. It's not from the Bible, because we are not all God's children. Now, do we all come from Adam? Yeah, but that was a few years ago. But because of Adam, start all the way back at the beginning, he plunged the entire human race into sin. And everybody that was born of a man and a woman, who's the exception? Jesus. He was not born of a man. He was just born of a woman. Every person born of a man and a woman since Adam, listen to me, that includes you. 
That includes me. That includes the whole world. That includes every person that's ever lived has been born in sin. There's nobody that has, has been an exception. There's nobody that's been virgin born outside of Jesus Christ. He is the only exception. And the reason he's the exception is because he's God. To claim that we are the exception is to claim that we are God. And that, my fo folks, is pure heresy and nonsense. Romans 6 and verse 17 says this, But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin. The servants of sin. We are lost. We are undone. We have a universal problem. That universal problem is sin. Look around you. We see it time and time and time again. The wages of sin is death, the scripture says. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The scripture says there's none righteous. No, not one. There's not one single exception. Romans 5 and verse 12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. All. You can't just take parts of the Bible out. You have to take the entire counsel of God. Sin is a universal problem. It's an unholy pleasure. You know why sin is so hard? Because it's pleasurable. Isn't that what the Bible says? Sin is pleasurable, but here's the problem. It's only pleasurable for a season. It's only pleasurable for a little time, and then guess what? It comes due. I say that about, listen, I say that about our, our out-of-control spending of our country right now. It's going to come due. I tell you what we're going to do. Let me, let me tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take all college loans and just forgive them. With no repercussions? Nothing's going to happen if we do that. You, you figured this out. Everybody in here has been around long enough to figure this out. Nothing in life is free. And sooner or later, it's coming due. I want to let you know, all that COVID money you received, hey, I, I took it. Matter of fact, help pay my daughter's school bill. That was the FAFSA that we didn't qualify for. And so we, we put it towards her school bill. Guess what? It's going to come due, folks. Everything eventually comes due. So everything eventually is paid for. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so sin, yeah, it's pleasurable, but it's only pleasurable for a season, and then it comes due. And when sin is finished, what does the Bible say? It bringeth forth death. That's all sin is good for. It's an unholy pleasure, and then there's an unwanted outcome. The wages are death. When sin is practiced, it may bring pleasure, but when it is finished, it only brings death. So we, we see the, the reason we need freedom. Uh, the second thing is the road that we have towards freedom. Thank God there's a way. Aren't you glad that there's a way? I figured this out in life. I know you have too. 
there's always a right way and a wrong way. And God has given us freedom. He's given us uh, free will to choose the way in which we go. There are a lot of people that, are, that have chose the wrong path, but it was their choice. They chose to go the wrong path. I was watching this, this show, this true life story about these father, son, and a friend were out hunting. And they were out somewhere. I can't remember where it was. It was, you know, get 30, 40 below zero. And they were hunting these rare... I can't remember if they were sheep or, horn, or, or rams, but they had these, these twisted horns on them, and they're super, super rare. And they're out there hunting them, and, and, uh, and they're, they're coming back. They're overseas, and they were coming back, and the truck got stuck in a blizzard. Terrible blizzard. Couldn't go anywhere. About to freeze. I'm talking about 30 below zero. Could not, could not, uh, couldn't not, get out. Woke up the next day, slept in the back of this, this great big army-looking truck is how they got out there. And, 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 the, and the peoples, the locals didn't know what to do, and they were trapped. Well, they were, they were rescued. And actually, it was interesting because two different rescue parties came. There was a rescue party from the military who came on snowmobiles. And they showed up to where they were. And then there were some locals, whatever, uh, Kyrgyzstan or something like that, that they came with a helicopter and landed. And, and these three men, these three Americans, well, two Americans and a Canadian, said, what do you want to do? You want to go on the snowmobile or you want to go on the helicopter? You know, they're going to take a, a lot longer to get back on a snowmobile than it does on a helicopter. So they chose a helicopter. The helicopter crashed. Talk about bad luck. If there's anything such a thing as bad luck, they had it. And interestingly enough, the snowmobiles left. The snowmobilers came back out and rescued those that were on the, on the, uh, on the helicopter. And I'm thinking to myself, my goodness. I was watching another one where these people, you know, if you, fear, if you hear if you get lost, you follow the river. They followed the river into a valley. At the end of the valley was a gorge. I'm talking about a gorge with a great big waterfall. They looked to the, looked to the left and there was this just straight rock wall. They, they looked in front of them, there was a gorge. They looked to the right, there was the gorge. They looked behind them and it was the way that they couldn't get back. They were trapped because of the way they chose to take. Now sometimes that choice is good. Sometimes that choice, not so good. But there's always consequences. And for those that choose, listen to me, we're always on this kick. We're always upset about how God would send somebody to hell. Listen to me. God provided the way in Jesus Christ for people to be saved. Not your choice. You choose. You decide. If you want to go in on your own merits, then you have to, you have to pay the outcome. You want to go in on the merits of the church? You've got to pay the outcome. You want to go in on the merits of your baptism? You've got to pay the outcome. And the outcome on every one of those is death and hell. But Jesus Christ has made a way. See, Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other. 
There is none other name uh, uh, under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the way. So you either choose that way, saved, set free, or you choose to go your own way, whatever that way is, the way of religion, the way of self, the way of whatever, and you've got an outcome. There's an outcome. There's a consequence to it. I don't know about you, but I want to, I want to make sure that my eternity is sealed, settled, and set. The only way to do that is to place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. It's not your merit that sets you free. It's not the merit of the church that sets you free. It's not the merit of your baptism that sets you free. It's the merit of Jesus Christ that sets you free. You see, we trade His righteousness for our sin. Do you understand that? Are we still practically sinners after we're saved? Sure we are. Sure we are. You know it. I do. I know it. We still fail. We still get tempted. We still have all these... These problems. Our flesh didn't get saved. Uh, we, got, we got saved. Uh, our spirit was saved. Not, not our flesh. And our this flesh is the flesh against the spirit. The spirit against the flesh. And they're, and they're contrary to one another. It's a constant battle. And I want you to know something. If Jesus Christ has set you free, then you are free indeed. What does that mean? It means you're free forever. It's his righteousness. Your righteousness, Isaiah says, is his filthy, dirty, rotten, leper rags. That's what your, that's what your righteousness is. That's the, you know what righteousness is? Righteousness is the best you got, right? That's what righteousness is. He's not talking about your worst. He's talking about your best. And your best is filth. That's Bible. So next time you try to pat yourself on the back, next time you think more highly of yourself than you ought to, you need to remember that without Jesus Christ, we are nothing, and we have nothing. But in Christ, we've been set free. Not only set free to be able to go to heaven one day, but set free here to live out our lives that we might honor and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ. It's my desire. It's my goal. It's to be a help. It's to be a blessing. Why do I want to be a help and a blessing? To glorify Him. Why do I want to be a witness? To glorify Him. Why do I want to, why do I want to do anything that I'm doing down here? It's ultimately to glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why? Because He has set us free. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Maybe here this morning you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior. There's never been a time in your heart and your life where you've been set free in Christ. We're all sinners. Don't be fooled. Don't let, don't let anybody lie to you. We have, we have failed. We have missed the mark. And without Christ, our righteousness gets us hell only. What do we need? We need the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And we need that righteousness imputed to our account. And if you're not saved and if you don't know Christ as your Savior, I want you to know that Jesus Christ died for you. He went to that cross willingly so that he might 
become sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God. Place your faith. Place your trust in Him. Don't put it off. Don't don't wait. Don't guess. Don't hope. Cross your fingers and cross your toes. No, beyond a shadow of a doubt. 1 John 5.13 says that we can know that we know that we know that we have eternal life. Trust Him this morning. Place your faith in Christ. If you are saved this morning and you have trusted Christ as your Savior, then let me tell you something, church. It's high time that we start acting like it. It's high time we start being the Christians that God has called us to be. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, instruments playing this morning, a hymn of invitation. If you're not saved this morning, can I invite you to come? Let me show you out of the Word of God how you can know for sure you're going to heaven when you die. I want to know, preacher. I I, I need to know. But can I invite you to come or, or after services, come to me or uh, to, to somebody else in the church and say, listen, I, I, I need to know what it means to be saved. As I'm telling you this morning, if you'll place your faith and trust in Christ, He will save you. He'll do it. If you need to come for whatever reason, as the instruments play this morning, you come.